welcome to track number five of All Out. Now look, notice 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But as it is written, verse 9, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed it unto them by his spirit. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. yes. God has revealed it to them by his spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, the Bible is telling us here that we've never seen and we've never heard. And not only that, have we not seen or heard? It has not entered even into your heart. It has not entered into your heart, Fallon. What God has for you. It's as simple as that, unless you don't believe. But if you believe, then take me at my word that you do not know what God has for you. You understand? You don't know. So it would be best for you to find out. Otherwise, you're going to live your life and go to heaven and find some other. He said, you, you, you were completely lost. All your life, you were completely lost. The reason is that you were full of your own vision. And I'm now talking about emptying yourself of your own vision. Stop. You see, to work with God, you have to stop having a vision. Huh. You see, that's why I told you, don't come for this meeting if you don't, know, you don't want to hear the right things. Because everywhere you go, you will hear, have a vision. Have a goal. Three, four steps to prosperity. Have a vision. Have a goal. What you want to accomplish. What you want to do. Then after that, see it. Then imagine it. Then that's step three. Stretch out your hand for it. Number four, study. Number five, six. Number seven, 25 steps. You get it? And you are getting nearer your vision. And I am here to tell you that you should not have a vision. Yeah, that's your problem. You have a vision. I said, that's your problem. You have a vision. You shouldn't have a vision. Yeah. Empty yourself of your vision for your life. I want to be this. I'll be that. So set your goal. I want to be a chartered accountant. Step two, plan towards it. Step three, talk to those who have already accomplished it. Step four, Discuss with whatever, because the Bible says many whatever, make war with good advice. Step five, this. Step six, this. Look. (laughs) Clear those things away from there. Sweep your mind. Your mind must be swept. Clean. Of all visions that you have. Maybe some pastors wouldn't tell you, but me, I'll tell you. What I am doing, eh, I never knew that I would do it. I never knew that I would do it. I never even knew that I would start even one branch. Should I, should I, should I tell you how I started branches? You see, today I'm writing a book on church planting. Do you know how I started a branch? My sisters, they were always telling me, come to Geneva. They went to Switzerland. They wanted to... St- 
they wanted a church. They said, we don't like this place. We want to come back home. Come and start a church here. I said, start a church, start a church. Until they bought a ticket, paid for me, come. Then I went. And so that was our first branch that we ever started. And gradually we got into it. Today we have so many churches in so many countries. But these are not things that I have sat down and like I have a great plan. You know, when I say, oh, the Lord called me 24 years ago and said to me, my son, I have called you and sent you to the nations. You shall go here, you shall do this, you shall, you shall train, you shall teach, you shall this, you shall that. I don't have it. I'm not saying it's wrong. Somebody may have it, but I haven't had that. You understand? Many things I have found out his will as I have walked on with the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I know many people may want, not want to tell you how it, how it is, that that is really how it is. But when you strip yourself of your vision for your life, now think about your vision. You have a vision that you're going to be a lawyer. And God has a different vision for you. And you, your, your lawyer vision is what has controlled your whole life. Look at how beastly your life is. Because your vision is what has taken you into the bush fully. Now you are moving with snakes, antelopes, and chimpanzees. Eh? God has a better vision for you. But your vision has filled you and has possessed you and has driven you. No wonder your life is so beastly. Because you have a vision. And when you have a vision, you cannot have God's vision. Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself. Not even one of my things are my own doing. Not even one. And yet we are so filled with our vision and we are making steps have you not seen if those steps were true how come most of us with our goals and vision have not accomplished most of those things look at John chapter 5 then answered Jesus and said unto them verily verily I say unto you the son of man can do nothing of himself amen. amen but what he seeth the father do for what things soever he doeth these also do the son likewise simple and short the son can do nothing of himself and we can do plenty of ourselves you are here by your own dream you are here by your own vision. You are in school by your own vision. And your life, you see, your vision, your vision controls you. It rigidifies your, your, your movement. It rigidifies your life. You are stuck in a certain role because it is your vision and your dream for yourself. If you ask me whether I have a, I have, I have a vision, what, what is my... I went somewhere, they were interviewing me. They said, what is your vision? I don't have a vision. I, my vision... Is to just love God and do what He says. I don't have it. So, do you plan to have ten thousand church? Do you plan to uh, whatever this crusade? Do you plan? I don't know. I don't know what I plan to do. All I plan and I hope is that if God is here, come. If God is here, I will be very close to Him. And that if God is here and He is looking and He will smile at me, if God is somewhere, I will be where He is. That is what I want. Because no matter what I do and what I accomplish, do not accomplish much. And to not achieve much anyway. 
you know how many people there are in the world? Reinhard Bonke, he said last year he won 37 million people to Christ. I mean, up, up to a point. And, and he said 37 million people filled the cards to accept Christ as a savior. Even that, you say 37 million, but when you think about how many people there are in the world, it's nothing. How much more what I am doing? So, I don't have to say, all those things have left me. <laughs> because when you come to the church, you can also now get a vision. God will be watching you. Say, you say you are doing what? So what are you doing? So you have now your own vision in the church. <laughs> My plan is that if God is here, I would like to be at that place. Yeah. I like to be nearby. If God is here, I would like to be. If he moves, move. God moved to the, the keyboard. I just want to move there. And I don't know his plan. You see, and if he turns right, I turn right, I would like to also be at the same place. If he stops, I, I would like to also stop. I'll like, stay here. I also want to stop. If he starts to move again, I think I would like to I'll turn my vision now. I'll turn my vision now. And if he decides to go out, I've decided, if he decides to go out, I think that it's a good idea also. I've also decided to go out. I don't care whether I was preaching, but I'm going out of the church. Yeah. I don't have any plan. And that's why it's funny to me when you have a big plan. What plan do you have? What vision can you have for your life? How far is your vision taking you? Do you see why I cannot preach this in church? Yeah, I cannot preach it in church. I have to explain so many things. Yeah, but you see, but the Bible says when the Spirit shall come upon you, the Spirit of God will come upon you. The young men will have visions and the one of God will have dreams. My people perish because of a lack of vision and this and that and that. You see, you see now you have started to you started. away your vision and now adopt genuinely and truly his intention for your life which is a mystery I tell you it is a mystery do you think I plan no I, I, I have a plan to have contacts in South America Malaysia uh, Jerusalem Korea so I'm working on various do you think I had that such a no at all God had his own plan I'm planning to work out certain things in South Africa, certain things in Ghana and Tamale. Our church in Tamale, you know how we started it? The, a brother who was in Norway or Sweden or one of those places, he came to Ghana and was looking for a church. And then he decided to join our church. And when he joined the church, he said he came to me said that his vision is to go to the north. I said, it's a good idea. Stay in church. And he became a pastor. And then he became a pastor. I said, go to the place that you have a dream to go to. And I will do everything. We are going to do everything to work in the north. It's not I was there and I said, Lord, I, I, have, I thank you for the vision for Tamale and for the north. It's not true. It's not true. Please. It's not true. Thank God for what he has done. Yeah. Give God the glory. Yeah. There's nothing that anybody, any of us is doing that is working or that is successful because of any vision you have. Oh. Don't bring yourself. If you like, come and sit down. See sit down here and we'll see you have too many aspirations to be useful to God too many aspirations to be useful God can't get past you when he starts talking so yeah but you see 
this is going to start from next year. A plan that by August or September we are starting. This is okay. Start. Let's see. Start. Start. Start your dream. Start your vision. Your plans are too many for God to work with you. It's true. And that's why the Lord woke me up in a jump and said, these two have something to do because it's not as, as if they've never been to school. As if they are, they are not grown-ups. And that's why they have something to do in my house because they are empty. They have no plan, no, no future. That's why when I saw uh, Pastor Paul today, I said, go to work. I said, because those of us who are here are aimless. And I meant it. I am aimless. Aim free. I have no aims. Yeah, I don't have an aim. That's why I'm here. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I'm roaming. I'm roaming. <laughs> I don't have an aim. Those of us who are here are aimless. <laughs> so I said, go, to, go back to work. You have to get back to your job. Because those of us who are here are aimless. <laughs> huh? I am free of aims. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free of gold. That's why I told you, don't come for this guy if you don't want to hear it. You sound like rubbish to you. <laughs> I went to South Africa and I was uh, I was just moving around and I saw a sister and her husband. And I said to them, come to Ghana. Come and stay with me. And they look at me and say, I said, yeah, come and, come and live with me. Just stay. Don't forever. You will not go back. Just come and stay with me. What are we coming to? I don't know what you are coming to do. <laughs> what are you going to accomplish? I don't know. Just come. <laughs> yeah. Those who truly work for God are aimless genuinely. Go and ask Abraham how he wandered in the desert. I said, what are you doing? So where exactly are you going? So we are just moving. <laughs> We're moving in the system. <laughs> Wandering. They wandered in the deserts. So I said, come and live with me in Ghana. And he said, it is a privilege. So they are now in Ghana. Husband and wife, they just go. So this one is finished the school days. That, that. So, are we coming for a year? No, no, you're just coming for the rest of your life. Forget about say bye bye and arrive. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's why when I saw Pastor Paul was packing, I said, Go to go to your work. Those of us who are here, we are aimless, we don't have aims. And I meant it, but I knew that he didn't understand what I was saying. Because, see, you have to drop your financial visions. You don't have to have any financial vi- No, you see, it's because of your dream, your financial business that you are getting. Anything that you are not useful for God. Yeah, it's true. You are not useful. Because your vision, see, when God brings his own stuff, your financial visions and purposes and arrangements, they are there. It's like an elephant. Ancient of days can never be removed. I don't have a financial plan. Financial vision. 
If you have a financial plan, you see, that's why I said, those, those people that I was talking about, they are professionals. They are professionals. They are very qualified professionals. And where they are, the work they are doing now, you will not know they've been to school even. They don't have any, any goal. <laughs> they don't have any financial. Like we're going to build a house or we are going to uh, get this money or we're going to do. No, they don't have any such a plan. They are vision free, aimless, doing whatever is asked of them to do. They do it with joy. That's why God can use them and that's why he's using them because they are available without any vision. And they are waiting and willing to hear what eye has not seen and what ear has not heard and what has not entered into anybody's heart that this is what God would do. I never knew that I would be employing so many doctors and lawyers who work for me and all of them do different jobs. You never know they've been to school. Yeah. You never know they've been to school. When you see us, you think we are... We, 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 we don't, we, we've not been to school before. When you see us healing the sick and casting out devils in towns, you will not know that we've been to school. You may think we haven't been. We, we don't know what the education, university. One, one, one sister, she was selling books. They were criticizing her. She said, now I'm going to sell the books. Say, how much is it? So sell the books. You say, I'm bigger than selling books. You are bigger? You are bigger than what? You are bigger than who and what? <laughs> that's why God can't do much with you you are stuck in your vision remember your vision in your dream that's why I want to be a millionaire sometimes I want to be a millionaire oh okay I've left you to be a millionaire B <laughs> B B B. My vision is to be married. Oh, okay, marry. <laughs> he has left you with your vision, your dream, your marital dream. That's why some of you, your marriage has been scrambled. There are three things that can be scrambled in life. Have I told you? Huh? I told you, isn't it? Number one, eggs. Number two, TV signal. And number three, your life. Yeah. When they mix it like this, you see that everything has mixed up and changed. It's not that orderly plan. One egg here, one here, one here, one here, one here. This is the yolk, this is the white, this is the yolk, this is the white. Where is the yolk? <laughs> It's mixed up. Where is the marriage? It has mixed up with the job. Where is the job? It has mixed up with uh, immigration problems. Where is your vision? That was so clear with points. Your, 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 your mentors are unbelievers. Unbelievers. When an unbeliever speaks because he's, a, he's your mentor. And your vision is that unbeliever's vision of being rich and having this money and this and that. That's why when I say it, you wouldn't believe it. When he says it, and you believe the same thing. If I talk about mortgage, you won't believe it. When that Egyptian and that Babylonian says it, 
then you will believe it because your vision is his vision so when he speaks it, he's speaking to you you are so encouraged he's your pastor he's actually your pastor <laughs> he's actually your leader mercy he's your bishop he's your bishop That's what I told Pastor Paul. Go. When I saw, because he came to Panama, I said, then after that, he said, he's coming for a camp. Then when I've come, I see him, I said, those of us here, we are aimless. We're just roaming. Mercy. So your dream makes you inflexible and usable. Most of us, we are great, but unusable. We are so intelligent but unusable. We are so wise but unusable. We are so gifted but unusable. We are so blessed but unusable. One day I was talking to somebody. I said, brother, do you think you are too good for God? Too clever? Too educated? Too blessed? Too much gift? Too blessed? Too educated? Too much opportunity for God to use you. Because he gave you too much. Now you are better than Christ. The song that we sing, the dearest and the best, he hung on the cross for us, on that old rugged cross. Where the dearest and the best, for a world of lost sinners, he was slain. Not just an ordinary person, but the best person. And the dearest of all. And the best He's the one who climbed the cross for me and you. And now you are too good to go all the way. That's why always when we are preaching, we have to give excuses, explain, explain ourselves, explain ourselves, give what the fight is. It's not ushering, it's not this, it's not prosperity, it's not this. As if we are against these things. How can we be against prosperity? What will we do if we are not prosperous? But that's not the point. Amen. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, empty yourself. Your funny vision, which is not even happening. That's, that's why God has left you. To fulfill it. One day. Can I have something? Do you have water there? Uh. One day, I was uh, having a miracle service. And I called people. to pray for them. And I said, I'm going to minister to all of you. So there were there a lot of people. And I started to pray for them. As I was praying for them, I realized that God was not with me. He was on the stage and I was with the people. So I said, oh Lord, why? He said, but you said you are going to minister to <laughs> Minister. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do what you said you would do. Because you now you have a plan. You know what to say. These days, when I'm going to preach, I just trust God. Because I've learned that He has something to say to the people. I can be standing there and He'll tell me what to say. And if I start, He has allowed me to say my own that I've prepared. I've prepared. 
But a few days ago it happened. I was I prepared my message. I'm going to preach. Alright. I got there on. Then I was standing in the pulpit. So the Lord said to me, preach about this. I said, Amen. <laughs> and I started to preach it. And as I was preaching it, I was hot. Especially, you know, at the beginning of the preaching, we are trying to catch the spirit. <laughs> oh, man. As I was preaching, and people were moving around. I said, stop moving. God disturbs me very much. I'm trying to flow with the spirit and understand it because I was just speaking words. I didn't know what I was saying. But the Lord moved powerfully. I was so happy that I preached what I preached. Yeah. As you be preaching, you say, preach it. You came, you said you are going to preach whatever you want to preach. <laughs> Amen. So your vision is now a problem. You see, say, I want to be a cardiologist. How can God work with me when I have such a strong vision? You understand? How, why are you so passionate about useless things? Yeah, think about it. You see, all I want to say to explain my message to you well, eh, let me just show you. I qualified in 1989, 10th of my 20 minutes to 5 o'clock. I had my, I was there. <laughs> no. <laughs> right there. All I need is a strong vision, and that's the end of this ministry. At that point, all I need is a strong vision. My goals are number one. I want to do, uh, yeah, I want to specialize in this. After that, I want to do this. Then I want to work here. Then I want to do this and I want to do that. It's all that I needed is one strong vision. That's the end of God's working. Mind. All of us will not be sitting here today. No, we wouldn't be here at all. Because my strong vision has driven God away from my life. He has left me with my vision. I'm also moving somewhere. With my strong that's if I just have to explain that to you once, then you will see the power of your vision to leave God out of your life. It's very wild, and that is why that openness rather than that trust. You see, that's why honestly, I went for this. I was in a, 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 um, a, either Germany or somewhere, and then they asked me, So, what is my vision? You know, I've after I felt the interviewer felt I was being cheeky, you know, I was trying to give a clever answer. So, Genuinely, I know what's your vision. What, what? So I said, whatever. What is your? Are you? I said, honestly, I don't have a vision. Do you see? I don't have a vision. Like maybe do I have a vision? Maybe to write a hundred. I don't have a vision to write. No, I'm not, I'm not writing. I don't have any book to write. I don't have anything to write anymore. As I said now, I only write what I feel led to write. If I don't feel led, I won't write it. And I don't have anything to write. As at now. So I'm not writing anything. In fact, I told it come for the computer from my house. Yeah. So you have a vision. What vision? I'm trying to hear. That's why I try to wait on the Lord. And what he tells me, I do. Amen. Amen. What do you think? Yeah. What he tells me, I do. And by following him, I have become more prosperous 
more blessed. All those so-called visions. How? All those dreams that people have. I don't work for them. They are materializing in my life. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I look aimless to some people and I am aimless. I am aimless in the sense I don't have an aim. I can do nothing, no plan of my own. Don't forget, I said, I saw those two ladies and I saw them in a vision and the Lord said, they have something to do in my house because they emptied themselves of their aims and their goals. And they will do whatever I just tell them to do. Do this. This is good enough. Easy. Easy, easy. What do you think? I told you that my preaching is very short this time, isn't it? In the first few segments, you see I've preached enough for you to go home. How many have realized that it's enough for you to go home now? You don't want to go. <laughs> you see, sometimes when we've, we've got the message, we feel that the, the message, the rest of the message that will come, will modify it a bit. <laughs> and, make it, and make it a little different. <laughs> But that's the message. Amen. Amen. No more visions for me. Okay. I know you don't believe that I have not seen. I've seen what? No, you haven't seen. It's there. It says you haven't seen. You think you've seen. That's your big problem. Can I, can I be honest with you? All the things that I have seen that the Lord has done, I never saw. That we are here today. Look at us here. I just have to make a call. Say, I'm coming for a camp. Hundreds of people will gather. When I go to America, I say, ah, we just have a small camp. Just have a small camp. Just a few people. I don't want so many people to come. When I go there, 200 people sitting there. From Amer- and I remember in America when I went to start a church, five people. And these are people coming. Because you see, at the camp, I try to, I, want, I don't want so many people. I have to explain one day I went to preach at camp. I was going to preach powerfully. When I got to the camp and I saw the people, my message changed. <laughs> I had to explain to them what is your life, what life is about. You see how God is important. I explained that and the camp got finished. <laughs> I never got to preaching. So just a few people. I will never have planned it. Amen. Amen. I never have planned it. Never have done it. Never have thought about it. Here I am in, in the UK somewhere. Some corner. Some village. Have you planned to be here before? When you were coming to England, did you plan to come to this village? The mystery is happening. I said the mystery is happening. Yeah. You are here on a Tuesday. Tuesday, we are supposed to be having church somewhere, or even you should have been somewhere in one of the uh, uh, pyramids. They're doing some blocks. Doing your evening cleaning. It's six o'clock. Evening cleaning. You've done 
the morning one and you've done your nine to five and now you are now on the evening cleaning. God has something you haven't seen. And I want you to believe that it has not yet been seen. Amen. Amen. You must believe it. And you must trust it. And you must go for it. And you must wait on God for it. Don't have any fixed things in your mind. Be ready to die. Be ready to live. Be ready for anybody to die. Be ready to flow with what God has decided. Whatever he has decided, does it. That's what we are doing. We are going to flow that way. Yeah. God is great. I said God is great. That's what the Muslims say. Allah It means God is great. God is so great that he is doing everything. He's planning things. He's making things happen. All Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 15 it says for all things are for your sakes. That means that everything that happened is for you. But you see we can't really believe it. How can it be that everything is for your sake? Look at that verse in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 15. How can it be that everything is for your sake? No, it cannot be. But all things are for our sakes. Have you found it? Read it out. Ready, go. Amen. 